in a world where Mondays are taken over by a machine. Welcome to Machine Mondays. Hello, 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 Machiniacs and Schmodown fans, and welcome to another episode of Machine Mondays. I'm Janine the Machine, and first off, as usual, I gotta give a huge thank you to David B. for creating this awesome track for me, the official machine theme. Thank you so much, David B., and if you want to check him out, you can find him at davidbmusic21 on Twitter. Also gotta give a huge thank you to my amazing faction mate, I love saying that, Kevin the Smasher Smats for that awesome voice intro, I love it so much. And if you wanna check out everything Kev has going on, including his awesome Star Wars KOTOR movie, you can find that at his Twitter at Kev Smats. But let's get into today's episode. So we have another epic episode of Friday Night Titans, or FNT as they are calling it definitely loving how everything's kind of coming out and coming together um last we left off uh we get a previously on the showdown uh we see sam making his deal with christian to get a title shot um and so we kind of see how that is playing out here uh frank does a little interview with the barbarian and his manager uh bobby gucci and they are talking a lot of shit um being you know talking about sam being rusty and and really just talking some mess not really intimidated at all um frank also interviews sam and uh you know he talks about how he's he really feels like he's earned uh this this shot because of how he retired he retired with two belts it was four years ago but that's a really prestigious thing he spent a lot of time devoting to managing so um he definitely feels like he has earned and deserves a a quick shot to the belt which i think is a fair point uh so definitely excited to see how these two players match up kind of new blood versus uh old blood uh as it were so um definitely a really interesting match Uh, i was excited to see um you know the the idea of any kind of ring rust to see on sam uh if he really had his head in the game still and all of that Uh, so really 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 interesting but we start the friday night titans with a teams match uh, you know, we uh, catch up with JTE, who we last saw really pissed that he lost to uh, Brendan Meyer and, you know, reminding himself how great he is at, at being in teams and how he's a solid teams partner. So, you know, just kind of throwing it out there to his new manager, Adam Witt, manager of the fan favorites. Hey, team me up with somebody and let's do some damage. I am a great teams partner. Let's make this happen. So uh, Adam presents him with his former teammate, uh, Paul Preston, as he's calling himself, T-H-E, the Paul Preston. Uh, so together they form the team called The Movement, uh, which kind of opens itself up to a lot of bowel jokes and bathroom humor. Uh, so probably not the best name, but a gift to any uh, future opponent, because then they can easily talk a lot of shit. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I'm the only one laughing. So anyway, <laughs> the movement uh, just kind of blasts into the studio and, you know, just calls out a challenge, a random challenge. Let's play 
the Harris brothers. And, you know, the Harris brothers happen to be walking by. So they just walk right in. And this is the match for the uh, first part of Friday Night Titans, the movement versus the Harris brothers. So I really kind of like that WrestleMania vibe of just calling out a random match and it happens. So I think that adds to a lot of the fun of it. There's not really any kind of tier system or, you know, ranking system really involved. It's just, hey, let's just see these people play. Let's make it about the character. Let's make it about the trivia. Let's make it about some building, some rivalries, having some interesting kind of you know, rapports and and back and forth and things like that. So uh, definitely loving all the kind of fun character stuff that's happening with kind of just a random match that comes out of these. Uh, So yeah, uh, as we get into the match, uh, Lon is the only one to almost go perfect, um, but he just comes up a little bit short and it ends up being 18 to 17, the movement leading by one going into the second round. Harris brothers are elected to go first and they end up landing on Rocky franchise first. So just kind of an interesting thing to think about when you land on a obvious opponent's chosen uh, slice. Do you take it so you can take it away from them? Or do you spin away and get something that you feel confident about? Because there is the concern that if you don't do well in that category, they are definitely going to pick up steals. So it's just kind of a matter of how confident do you feel in that slice? How well do you think you're going to do is kind of the deciding factor there. So always an interesting kind of thought process when it comes to landing on something you are pretty positive your opponent chose. Uh, In most cases, I think if you know who you're playing, you can prepare for that. So if you know you're playing JTE, you're probably going to study Rocky franchise. Uh, So it just kind of depends on how confident you feel about what you've been able to retain or how much you feel good about that slice in general. But as this was kind of a random match, and I don't really see the Harris brothers um, being kind of studiers. I think they're just people with great film knowledge. And so they kind of trust in that. They're kind of old school in that way, I feel like. Um, they probably weren't preparing for that. So I think they do make the wiser decision to spin away, but they do end up landing on a wild card slice. So I love when these come up because I'm always interested to kind of see what these random categories end up being. Um, so it does end up being one of the random co- categories, not spinners or opponents. Uh, so they're stuck with it and it ends up being alien invasion. So really fun category. I really liked these questions and they obviously liked them too because they went perfect. Uh, we move on to the movement. Uh, they also land on a wild card slice first. Um, so obviously at this point now they know that it's either spinners or opponents. So they don't take the risk spin again and they get Tom Hanks. Um, They also go perfect, but they do have to check down. So they get the first three questions correct. And then they do have to check down on the last two, but also get them correct with a great kind of pull on one of the questions. They wanted to repeat the options again, but they had already used their options repeat. So they could not um, use it again without using a full repeat. They didn't want to waste it. They're counting down. So at the last second, they call out the answer and it is correct. So kind of a really great uh, pull right there right at the end. Um, So it ends up being 26 to 27. The Harris brothers now leading going into that final round. Uh, So Paul takes the two in prequels and sequels. He gets it correct. Lon gets the two in uh, DC. Correct. 
JTE takes the three for the movement um, in Matt and Ben. He gets that correct. Jonathan misses the three in Denzel. So it's Harris Brothers. They get their five in the Scots, Tony and Ridley Scott. They do get that correct. And then the movement gets their five in Morgan Freeman, uh, which is a new category. And they get the pull. And the movement ends up winning 36 to 34. So really close match. Switched hands both rounds, uh, ending with a win for the movement. So, um, you know, a friend did drop a little bit of trivia on me about these two. Uh, JTE has won every debut team's match he's had. So every new teammate he's had, the first match he's played with them has always been a winning match. And Paul Preston is on the opposite end of that spectrum. Every new team's match he's played, he's lost. So kind of them coming together was always going to be an interesting, which way is it going to turn? Because Paul Preston's a great player, but you know, he just hasn't had the luck to really uh, shine through like he, I think, deserves because he has a great film knowledge. Um, so yeah, uh, the movement proving themselves to be a pretty solid team and a really fun one and a very ridiculously fashioned one at that. So definitely, I think a perfect fit for new manager, Adam Witt. He's got a winning team on his hands and uh, really interested to see where this team goes. Um, but really kind of just fun, random matchup. And I'm really liking the vibe of matches like this going forward the rest of the season and a great lead up to the kind of big match that we're excited to see the return the epic return of Sam Levine to the Schmodown um, as a competitor and the Barbarian kind of going on a pretty strong tear including a tear through me which was very hard to take but you know um so we get into this match Sam versus the Barbarian Sam goes uh perfect plus the bonus so it ends up being nine to ten um sam decides to defer to the barbarian barbarian spins first he gets 60s but spins away to disney um he does pretty good he gets the first three questions correct gets the fourth correct a multiple choice and the fifth one was a tough question which i think that's kind of what's happening with round two you get a pretty good mix of kind of gimme questions and then the last last few get quite tricky on a kind of like outskirt movies in in the general category and get a little bit deeper so i like that mix um you know, round one does feel a, li- a little bit gettable, which I think is fair to kind of level the playing field going into the second round. And then you kind of get a good mix of easy and difficult. And then, you know, obviously how round three goes. Um, so he does check down the multiple choice for the final question, misses. And, you know, he's kind of cocky with his answering his whole time. So whatever the answer is, he equates that to a negative remark to Sam. So it was kind of a slick move when he misses that final question and Sam kind of throws it back to him with a very casual, quick answer and steals that one point. Uh, So yeah, a lot of back and forth between these two, which made it a lot of fun and just felt kind of like the old days of the Schmodown uh, where, you know, you're throwing those barbs at the table and just kind of going at it and, and it definitely plays up the OG vibe of, of, of character kind of um, rivalries. And I really loved that. Uh, So Sam does spin John Hughes, pretty sure that's something he put on the wheel. 
and he goes perfect however he does have to check down he gets the first and second correct the third is the one he checks down but he does get it correct um and he gets the fourth and fifth so a great round for sam giving him a pretty solid lead 16 to 21 going into the final round um the barbarian goes first he gets 50s uh, for his two-pointer gets it correct barbarian gets his three in denzel correct bouncing it back to Sam, who now misses out on the TKO, but still can win it pretty easy. In comedy, he gets it correct. Uh, then the Barbarian gets a Ramus Reitman question with a pretty big pull. You know, he has to think about it. He uses a couple repeats, um, but gets there with the um, Ivan Reitman question. I believe what 2010s film did he also direct where he plays like a director of a, like a, music video or tv commercial or something um so he he you know does pull it so is it a is did he know it or was he just guessing but great pull by the barbarian so he kind of at this point has done everything he can do now it's on sam to get the three to tie it and then the five for the win so sam gets his three sequels and prequels he does get that correct and his five in 90s very confident answering and he gets that correct for the win so now he will go on to play or the belt. So really, really excited uh, to see where that goes. Um, and, you know, he did say some interesting things in his post-match interview. Um, I will say interesting to me, someone who was a faction member of the suspects. He talks about, you know, you know, that he's not really going to have any kind of ring rust because, you know, he spent a lot of time studying with his faction and helping them train. And so that's what kind of kept him fresh in the game and fresh with trivia. But I will say as a member of the suspects, Rachel actually did a lot more of the heavy lifting when it came to the trivia prep studying aspect of the, the faction. Um, he was really great and solid in, in advice and strategy and support but Rachel was kind of more the one handling the trivia knowledge aspect of things and the trivia training of things. He was more the, the strategy person. So um, maybe things changed after I was not asked back where he kind of studied more trivia wise with his players. Um, and I'm not going to say he didn't do any trivia studying with me at all. But um, again, Rachel did do the heavy lifting there behind the scenes so yeah for him to kind of say that you know he he kept up with this trivia knowledge because he studied with his faction uh pupils uh that wasn't really my experience with the suspects so i don't know very interesting to hear him say that i will just say but um yeah another great episode of friday night titans we do end with a heartbreaking scene you know i rarely feel bad for corruption in any way shape or form but you know good on adam if i heard my manager talking about me the way shannon talked about him in her little uh reveal of who she's asking back video you know sipping wine with emma and and rachel and talking about how you know adam basically you know didn't do what he was meant to do for her and um you know she groomed him and then he kind of didn't do anything in teams and you know so the way she talked about him who would blame adam for thinking he wasn't going to be asked back and to to covering his own ass and and take care of himself and look out for himself by going with winston 
So a little bit heartbreaking for the queen of corruption, but you know, that's why she's got to watch her mouth. That's why she's got to watch her mouth. So very heartbreaking scene, but it's hard to feel bad for a, a faction like corruption. You know, I have my history with them. So very, very heartbreaking, but you know, that that's what you get when you talk about people like that. So kudos on Adam for, you know, sticking up for himself after kind of hearing what, how she talked about him. Um, so interesting. What's Mirasol going to do in teams? What is Adam going to do with swag? Um, that's going to be an interesting pairing there. So really curious to see where that all goes. Um, I will get my violin and play it for Shannon. But (laughs) that concludes another episode of Machine Mondays. And uh, yeah, just really great things progressing moving forward. I so far I'm loving my time with the dungeon and preparing with my crew. And um, yeah, just just excited to be where I've always wanted to be. Dungeon has always been my first choice. Teaming with one of my besties, Kevin, has been great. Um, and to be in that in that crew with him has been awesome. So, um, you know, he is a hardcore preparer and I have become a hardcore preparer. So he's somebody I've always wanted to really study with on an official basis. And uh, Kaiser is always an amazing uh, boost of confidence and support. So Dungeon was always my 100% first choice for factions and have been wanting it to happen for years. So I'm excited to be there and see where we can go and what we can do. And yeah, just really exciting. So um, yeah, loving. I can't, I just can't say enough about how much I'm loving what uh, is happening on the show this season and where it's going and uh, just so many exciting surprises. Uh yeah, and I hope I really, really hope you guys were loving it because it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, you know, it, I'm gonna be honest. Things were, I think, tough all around for all of us. Like the digital aspect, you know, tough in a loss, and then you're kind of just sitting in a room by yourself, and you don't have that energy to to hype you up, and you don't have um, that energy to kind of make you feel good after a, a rough moment in. It, it was a bit, it was a bit of a downer and it was com- becoming incredibly, you know, competitive to where, you know, the fun was slipping away a little bit. So it kind of, this whole new aspect of how we're doing things, uh, you're getting that competitive side that you love about it, but you're also getting the fun of it. Um, and it's hearkening back to, I think, why a lot of people fell in love with this show in the first place. Um, So yeah, I keep gushing about this new format every episode of Machine Mondays, but I can't not. It's just so much fun um, being a part of it and watching it and just being excited about where it's going and what they're going to do. So really proud of everyone involved. You know, they're doing such a good job and just happy to be a part of it. So thank you guys (laughs) for listening to my ramblings for another week of Machine Mondays. I, of course, will be back next week with another episode full of what is going on on the show. But of course, this isn't the only show you can find on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. Uh, We have Morgan Hasn't Seen every Wednesday, where I force Morgan to watch things he hasn't seen. And we have a really, really fun episode on Wednesday. Um, Our patrons at the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon 
I voted for Morgan to watch Will Ferrell movies all month and he hates Will Ferrell. So I've been kind and giving him, you know, pretty straight laced Will Ferrell movies, animated ones. Um, but I put a poll on Twitter to pick one of his, you know, more extreme comedic ones. And they all chose Step Brothers. So Morgan, who hates Will Ferrell, will be talking about Step Brothers with me on this upcoming episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen. So I hope you will check it out because it's a fun one. Uh, and then, of course, we have the main show every Friday. It's a wonderful podcast where we talk about classic films and we will be talking about Blythe Spirit um, and doing a deja vu as it has a modern remake. So we'll be talking the classic film and its modern remake. Uh, so check it out there on Friday. Uh, of course, we have you covered every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. Find it all places podcasts can be found. Of course, I mentioned the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon. It's a wonderful one on patreon.com. Uh, we have some fun tiers over there. Shout outs on the shows, voting in polls like making Morgan watch Will Ferrell movies. Um, fun weekly videos, uh, artwork every month. Uh, a lot of fun things to check out. So please join it if you would love to support Morgan and I. It's a wonderful one on patreon.com. We also have the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. We, uh, you know, do some fun uh, video chats discussing new movies coming out um tv shows um we do fun watch along so really trying to build and grow that channel so if you want to see what we have going on over there hit the notification bell like share and subscribe over there on youtube it's a wonderful podcast uh find the show on twitter at it's a wonderful one find me on twitter at janine Debean underscore find me on instagram and tiktok at janine Debean. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, you can find it at my tea public shop at g9design.tpublic.com. And if you want to purchase any of my art in print form, you can find that at my big cartel shop, g9design.bigcartel.com. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Machine Mondays. Of course, check out the Schmodown on the movie trivia Schmodown YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, thank you guys. You're the best. And until next time, XL, XL, Machine out. <laughs>